Hey, yeah. this is the Santuck man coming to you live on the pod beam. Fisherman's view on life. Got a little bit of technical difficulties. So bear with me. Hello. All right, I don't know what this is. It's some new stuff. It ain't acting right. So I don't know what's happening. If you hear me out there, let me know you hear me. So I can't get nothing going. So trying to get something started. Let me see here. Hello. I'm going to send a hello out there. Hope everybody's doing good. Yep. I just sent out a live. That's good. I'm going to go to my 23 me. I'm going to call out all my family members again. See what they see if anybody wanna call in. Say hey. But uh, I have been working on this twenty-three and me about the last five or six months. And uh, it has been amazing to see the amount of people that I have in my family that I've never met. Talk about sad. So now I'm just going through here. I've been calling out people's names and filing out, uh, filing the uh, family information so we can try and hook up. Thus far, I have been somewhat lucky. People have been uh, responding. Not as fast as I would like, but they have been responding. Have still don't have pictures. None want to call. So I've only talked to like a dozen. All right. So I got D. Watts on here tonight. Let's see what D. Watts is. Stonecrest, Georgia. He's my fourth cousin. See what side he's on. It's on mom's side. So I sent him a request way back. Let me see. Way back in November of 21. February of 23, so apparently he don't want to be cousins. So I'm going to just leave him alone. Send him a hello. But I ain't going to bother him. That's what the deal is. Y'all don't want to put pictures on there? You don't want to respond? I ain't going to beg you. I ain't going to beg you. I ain't going to be, be mad at you. Let me see. Pitts McDaniel. I think I talked to her. She's in North Carolina, I think. Third cousin. Third cousin. Whose side are you on? Mom's side, we'll see. No, no. Got a third cousin here. Don't even know. That is an absolute shame. Anybody out there in my family that are uh, part of the Delphonics Blue Magic 
If you ever played with Johnny Taylor, Tyrone Davis, any of them, I would love to hear from you. Don't lie to me, you know. Let me send her a couple see what's in there. Jai, is it Joy? Pitts McDaniel. Oh. We did talk. Hmm. Mm. See if my cousin Joy wanted to. I'm gonna see. If I can get her. Two one four. Seven nine zero forty six. Let me see here. Be right back. All right, let me see here. I hope I'm not too late. Two, one, four. Let me call my cousin. Hello? Hello? How you doing? This is this is Willie Harris, your cousin from 23andMe. <laughs> I'm sorry for being late. I just got on the podcast and I saw your uh, I saw your messages you had sent a few weeks back or a month back or whatever. And I'm just yeah. We actually responded to in the message. <laughs> Hold up. I think I can get it. Hold up. Uh, there we go. 
Yeah. So I'm live now on my podcast, Joy. That's how you pronounce your name? What was that? I said, how you pronounce your name? Joya. Joya. Okay, Joya. Well, we're your cousins, your third cousins. And uh, see what side I just put you on. And uh, you're on my mother's side. She was a Smith, Cheek, and a Harris. You did any, you did any following to your uh, genealogic thing? Uh, no. I haven't been there in a minute, but that's interesting. What you said, third cousins, mm. and what were the names, the last names again? My mom was a, a Smith. My my dad, Tom Barry Harris. Both okay. both of them are deceased. Mom mom passed away in uh, eighteen, and dad passed away in uh, ninety four. Wow, Which what one? what a state! What state is our South Carolina, mom and dad both. Yeah. Okay. Now my biological dad was uh, born in North Carolina. His name was uh, Al Davis, and um, that's how I thought initially that we were connected. But yeah, we definitely have to do some digging because this is interesting. Yeah, I, I got five thousand family members, man. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing this? Years now, I took a break because I thought I had a lot going on at work with the children. But you mm -hmm. know, when you start doing it, you go down that rabbit hole, and it's hard to stop. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I had to move in order to stop. I used to do it nightly, get on my podcast and just talk and talk. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's interesting to know you know where you came from. And yeah, it is. Hey, hold up, cricket. Come here, come here, come here. This is my sister. She won't. Come and say hey to your third cousin you don't know about. She won't do this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she says, uh, I know all of my mom's folks. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. You, you don't know me because we got 5,000 family members that I'm looking at that I ain't never met. Wow. Yeah. Get to meet them all. That's a lot of folks. That's just the ones that are registered. They got brothers and sisters. That's 25, 30,000 people. Well, hold on. How many? So, out of the 5,000, how distant are they? Because one thing that I've learned is is um, they, we're related. A lot of us are just related because they're like, they're first on the line. Yes, yeah, I, I have ran across second, third, fourth, and fifth cousins. I have my, my my well, first through fifth, because I got my uh, my dad's sisters on there, her kids are on there, and my mom's side. I get the second cousins because there's no uh, none of my mom's people want to do this, so it's just a few distant cousins. So I get a lot of the fourth, third, fourth, and fifth, but you are the third, so yeah, That's we, so we're definitely. Um, for sure, and like I said, I, I definitely have um, you know my father's side of the family. Uh, South Carolina, and um, it's a lot. He had gosh, what was it, 16 of us, I think. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, it got kind of interesting. I kind of had to, when I got to his side, it was like, okay, wait, this is gonna take a different yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. Whoever our uh, second, third, and fourth great grandparents were, they had a lot of kids and they were white. Hmm. <laughs> 
Carolina and so second, wait, you said third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah. They were white. So, yeah, that was about, that's about right. Yeah. I didn't know that though. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know I had, so I have been talking to so many white people. Hey, third, fourth cousins. Hey, cousin. Oh, my like, what? <laughs> I, have, I have to be honest. So now your podcast, you're about to get like a whole bunch of posts of uh, you and you're probably about to go viral, okay? <laughs> but listen, so that is the thing. It's, it's shocking when you see that because for me, you automatically know how you're related, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it was difficult, and I had to reach out, and I it's sad to say, it's not sad, but I just it's just reality of how I felt. Um, I, I wasn't ready for that at that time because it was just a conversation that I didn't. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it is. I used to I used to shy away from black girls dating because I didn't know my family, right? So I used to date a bunch of white girls and foreign girls. Cause I wouldn't go to black. Cause I'm like, I don't know if you're my cousin, and I couldn't prove you was my cousin. You know what I mean? Well, hey, the your cousin. And now I'm because <laughs> I got so many white ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. But now you see, though, like you thought that you was getting away from that, but really you didn't. Be all over the place. Everybody all over. Even got, even got Filipino. Got a black and Filipino cousin, man, up in uh, Northern Virginia. I'm like, holy cow. Oh, wow. So you're all over. Yeah, see, that area over there, that's, you know, where a lot of the migration was, like, you know, after what, slavery and with slavery. So, yeah. Like I said, it was when I seen the map, you know, Europe and the places like that where it was just his cousin, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it just automatically know. How that came about. So yeah, yeah, and I was, I was, I was uh, um, on the sides of all the people that left the South because I said uh, when they left the South, they couldn't read and write. So when they went up north or wherever they went, they couldn't keep in contact with their family members because they didn't know the address. Couldn't wow. di- didn't have no money. You know, they just left saying it's it's hard down here. So let me go to Chicago or Virginia or whatnot, but you couldn't write family. My my dad, he didn't see his brother uh, for for thirty five years when he left. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, he, he, people migrated. You know, they migrated. They, you know, South Carolina, that area there. You know, east of the South hmm. Carolina area, and my family, my grandparent, my grandmother's side, and my grandfather um, is they moved to Michigan from hmm. Georgia. Mm. And so that's where most of my family that I know are from is Detroit and Chicago. And that's mm. left on my mom's side. But like I said, my dad's side is in South Carolina and even Virginia as well. Mm. So that's where a lot of us are. Mm. Where are you at now? I am in Fort Worth, Texas. Texas. The yeah. worst state I ever crossed out. I'm here to tell you. I drove across Texas on Route 10 and wanted to cry. Wow. It was just horrible. It's just desert. It's just empty. It's just sad. No radio station, nothing. Just bare. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Why were you driving? I was driving across country from uh, my military. I'm retired Navy. So I I transferred from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast, and I decided to drive. 
Worst mistake ever. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, I wouldn't mind like a road trip in an RV or something, but I have like a four hour limit. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't. Yeah, I see you. I see you. It's a nightmare, man. It's just, yeah. I, I go six hours. I did a 12 hour turnaround with my buddy from here to South Carolina back to Virginia and picked up some stuff and came right back. I don't do that often because I'm I'm old. I'm forty. I'm fifty nine, so I don't need to be doing that too often, you know. You still got a little, you know, you ain't that old now. I'm I'm knocking on the door sixty, and my body is beat up from the military, so technically um, I'm, I'm eighty. Wow. <laughs> so you're sixty, but you don't have a body of an eighty year old. I I, I feel it. My I'm knees. Like, calling me randomly. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting. I'm not working. My body's beat up too bad to work. So I'm wow. just chilling out. So what did you do in the Navy? I, I drove ships. I was what they call a boatswain's mate. I drove. I can drive any ship in the world. I had my own vessels. I was like the captain of my own vessels three times. And then, uh, and then uh, I was a drill instructor. A drill sergeant. And the mean ones. Yeah, I did that. I had the choice of being the mean one or go lie to him and be a recruiter. So I decided to be the mean one. Oh, yeah. I have some good friends here. Um, they're married. They were uh, in the Navy. And honestly, like I really find the Navy the most interesting out of all you know, about courses. It's, um, I love water. Mm-hmm. And it's just something about, I love water, but I'm scared of water. Mm. <laughs> because it's like you're out there and it's just nothing. And when I went on a cruise, you know, you get out there and it's like looking, it's just nothing there. Mm. And it's just horrifying to think of like falling over. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I said, I could go on the balcony and I look up like, oh, all right, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was okay to do all that sea time and stuff, but it was uh it was really cruel on the body. That's interesting. I, I we gotta talk about that because um I'm actually in the supply chain industry, I have my own firm and um we're looking into uh, seeing how we can, you know, get some get some stuff on the sea and I, I don't know a lot about the uh you know, sea transport. Mm-hmm. So um this is yeah, we need to talk about that. Wow, you got your own, you got your own logistic business. Yeah, it's called Supply Chain Goat. Supply Chain what? Goat, greatest of all time. Goat. Oh, you the goat of the supply chain. Yes, I am the goat. The the goat. The, the goat. I'm sorry, the goat. V T H E E. Well, well, this is this is a part of what my uh, podcast is about. The first part of it is is to try to connect family so that we don't date. <laughs> and the second part of it is is to hook up family in the same area. I, I got I got a ton of people in Texas myself that are family. You're not the only one down there. And uh huh. All over. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's a lot of us everywhere. Yeah. So, so now, if, if if you had all of those people that are our family members in Texas, you had great, you have great employees at your call. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. You're right. Because the, the greatest people sometimes to have work for you is family, man. If they're any good and they want something and they can help you. Imagine going down to the bank with five of your family members that you, you have in that area and say, we need to find a big building so we can put this supply stuff in. And they say, how many of you are filing for it? And all of you got 750 above credit scores and all of you making $45,000, $50,000 a year. And you got six of them. And that go, you go in there with that kind of power, the banker ain't going to say no. Exactly. You are absolutely right. This is right now supply chain. Every anything dealing with supply chain is, you know, it's hot right now. And I've been doing this for twenty five years, so um, it, it's really interesting to see how everyone is getting to know what it's about, mm -hmm. and how important it is. Yeah, you know, and it's it a lot of money in, and it's you know purposeful too. Like what you just said, you can build your family business and mm -hmm. you actually create. You know, supply chains, family-owned. Mm -hmm. you know, not not family-owned just because they sell it. You know, and then getting it from you know another family, but actual supply chain full of you know family members, the first link to the last. That's right. That's right. I just cry, man, because I'm a I'm a school teacher as well. I, I taught uh, I'm a hairstylist, barber, and, and uh, cosmetology instructor, and. Uh, the saddest thing I've seen is trying to get good help. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is. It is like the parents forgot to tell their kids, "You're gonna need a job." So you need to learn how to listen first, and then put practice in to get good at what it is, and then you can be great. But they don't want to practice. They don't want to listen. Then they don't want to do it. They have this bad attitude. I'm like, I, I can't teach. Uh -uh. I, I'm, I curse. I have cursed students because I tell them quick, you wait for my MF in time. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. What do you teach? Then I, don't tell me you teach elementary. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cursing elementary kids now. No. All my hairstylist and barber is cursing. My, my my favorite styles are um, finger waves. I love finger waves to death, and I love doobie wraps. You know what doobie wraps are? No, it's, it's a do-rag. No, it ain't got nothing to do with a do-rag. I just heard you, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, a doobie, a doobie wrap is, I give you, uh, how long is your hair? You got long hair? No, my hair is very short. I just cut it off like super duper bald. Okay, well, the picture you got on here, if you had that long hair when you came to me, I think that would I be. Love yeah. <laughs> I know it's a weed. <laughs> I used to make weed. That was your hair, all of it? That was my hair. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, oh, stop it. Stop it. Well, that was pretty hair. Well, if you had to come to me, yeah, come to me. I will give you a roller set on the purple rollers. Listen, listen, this is the how you do the doobie rap. <laughs> that is so funny. It is interesting you say that. Uh, I um, I actually just um, my beautician. She's all the way out in Cedar Hill, and I go every week. 
Because Rick Ross has a beard cream and a beard oil, and he don't do hair. I do hair, and I don't have a beard cream and a beard oil. But you know what? This is the thing. And I've been, um, my uncle, I'm going to give you a little background. My uncle was like one of the best stylists in Detroit. His name was Pitts. And so my family was really, really heavy in the beauty industry and fashion. So I just kind of, you know, I, I love that. And so you're like, well, we're, you know, all day and age, like you said, we worked hard. We appreciated things. We were humble. You know, we want to learn. Mm-hmm. And, but now times are different, especially in the beauty and personal care industry, because it's not about the product. Like nobody's really passionate about it anymore. Right. I run into a lot of, you know, these influencers, nothing against them, but it kind of changed the game. So like you said, they both have a beard oil. I mean, the beard of and he doesn't do anything with it, but it's because he's the, the face of the we're going to sell. Yeah, yeah. But you, you who have like, you know, that's an issue that I trust yours way before I would trust Rick Ross is as your beard. Mm-hmm. Um, I would trust yours, but yours would be the one that we would have to do the most marketing and spend. Right. And, you know, yeah. And that's what it's all about, who you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all about that hookup, man. I tell my students, I said, you know, Oprah Winfrey don't go to hair cuttery. And they look at me like I'm stupid, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, if you learn how to do hair, you can do a million or a billionaire's hair, and that's all you need to do. They just buy you with them. And they look at you like that ain't going to happen. No, it ain't going to happen because your attitude is so screwed up. And they just it just it just bothers me that you can waste fifteen hundred hours of your time, which is about if you go on part time, it's about fourteen months, fourteen to fifteen months of your time, and you don't get anything out of it. Right. I've been teaching hair for twenty years. I've only had twenty students go get their license out of two thousand. No, way. oh my god. Yeah. What the hell? It's because, it's because of how the system is set up at the school. In order for the school to get money, you got to have students, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't kick them out because they're lousy, you still get money. And when they leave, they had all of that grant money coming into them, so they happy with the grant money, right? Mm-hmm. And so they don't they didn't really want to do hair anyway. They just wanted the money. Wow. And the school, and the school don't really care about you getting your license. They just want the money. They got to show graduation rate. You know, as long as you, if you had 60 people enrolled in your school, then 58 of them should graduate. Right. And if they don't, I mean, with those type of numbers, they shouldn't even get a post I'm that, sorry. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. None. None. And they want to have a little private school that has about 20 to 30 students' capabilities 
to track you once you graduate so we can we can do the uh job placement and see how you're doing you can't do that with with a small school that's a college and you should look at only the uh social security number and the card and see if they uh, establish a business that should be an external check that you can do you know what i mean I can't, I can't follow everybody down over the world. Nobody going to just call me because they're an alumni. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, so I, I just find it, I find it to be uh, the best scam ever. That's what I was thinking, like, dude, I mean, I see why you've been doing this because, you know, clearly they don't have, I mean, but it, I have to, like, get frustrating at some point. Yeah, it is. I love this. And how did you, I mean, what did you do to maintain your, um, I guess passion and just how did you say that? Well, I had I had a business and I still do have a business. I'm a mobile stylist. When I was up in Virginia, I would go to people's houses and do their hair, and I also do waxing. So I, I kept me into the into the circle of of hair, despite the ignorance of the people that I was trying to teach. Now I got mine. I went to school. I went to school. I had a hundred and twenty eight percent of attendance. And, and I hated school in high school because I didn't learn anything for, for, for work. But when it came to this, I was like, okay, this is going to be my career. And I, when I re retired out of the Navy in 2003, I, I didn't do anything but hair. Because wow. I went to school to learn. I, I, I was such a good student. They made me a, a cosmetology instructor free of charge. Wow. Yeah, I don't play now. I don't play. And I just got fired. <laughs> this is this. <laughs> I just got fired in 2020 because I was getting ready to choke a student. You know what? I ain't lying to you. I ain't lying to you. We almost got in a fight on the floor in front of a client. Wait a minute. Yeah. You had 2,000 students. No, how many students do you have and 20 of them graduated? No, 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 no. I didn't have over 20 years. I've, I've uh, taught over 2,000 students. And out of those 2,000, only 20 have gotten a license. Gotcha. So that is like, wow. And then you had to, you know, that issue happened. Yeah. Yeah. I need to apply to the school because, like, <laughs> let me know because I'm actually going to start teaching at Oakland University. I'm designing their supply chain curriculum. And this is my first time doing it, you know, actually for university. Okay. Well, they are, they are even stricter because you're going to do tons of paperwork and you got to go through all of these channels of correctness, correctiveness for a, a, a rowdy student that disrupt your class. You just, I, I try to check them hard. If you don't want to learn, get out. Don't waste my time. Shut so, up. You know, I just thought about something. So you're teaching here. So this is. When I think of school now, it's sad, but I think of school as a virtual space. So I get like you're there in person because you're teaching here. Mm. But me, I'm going to be online. I got to No, oh, okay. Well, you're totally out of the uh, emotional aspect. You can just delete them and send them a text message. Ain't got to talk to them. <clears throat> you know. I can't choke, can choke them, but you know. Yeah, yeah. You can't cuss them out. I had a. I did the online thing for for my degree. I got a, a business degree, associate's degree in business. And uh, the teacher just, just blasted me with, I called her and said, you know, I really don't like history. That's why I really didn't get into it. She said, I don't care what you what you don't like, you gotta do it. So redo what I told you to do <laughs> or you gonna fail this class. 
And that was the conversation we had. So it ain't a, you know, being online, you can be as strict as you want to be. <clears throat> and if they don't do what they, what you tell them, you fail them. You know? So they are they are in the they are in the uh, governmental situation that I was in with a school because they're gonna get grant money for going to school. I did the online thing, so I was getting every quarter I was getting eight hundred or a thousand dollars, you know? So they you know, you got a you got a, a better platform than being in, in person. Oh yeah, I wouldn't do it if it was in person. I mean, I'd have to go. I have to go there, you know, of course, for some things. But you know, I like the online environment. I got my master's online, and and my children, I, I loved it when they did school virtual when COVID happened. You know, mm-hmm. it to me, I, you know, I'm all about accountability and people, you know, being able to, you know, give metrics and measure things. And, mm-hmm. You know, if you don't come to class or if you don't pay attention or you're not, it's, it's there. It's tracked. So that's what I like about it. Yeah. You know? How many kids? How many kids you got? I have four. I have twin seventeen-year-old girls and um, a six-year-old boy and eighteen-year-old boy. Stop it! Twins run on your side or your husband's side? My side. Every eighteen years. Wow. Mm-hmm. I always wanted twins. Always. I don't have any kids. I, I've, I've been married twice. I, I married I married a black girl named Mary, and then I married a Spanish girl named Mary. <laughs> when you said Spanish girl, you put a little you put a little flint, a little flint on that. <laughs> she, she must have been something. Yeah, she's Dominican. <laughs> we we we're together. We're in two different spaces. That, that's better. I mean, that's cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope yours is the list. Yeah, like, look, don't you know? I probably want to make some time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been uh, married for six years to her. And no kids, so. Um, well, I'm sure that you have, well, you have over 5,000 family members, so you have some nieces, nephews, cousins. Yeah. And, well, I got great nephews and nieces that I never met that are my, my uh, sister's kids. She has 25 uh, grandkids. I've met four. Wow. And my nephew, he's, he's populating the world. He's got 18 kids by 18 different women. Yeah, I think he got about that many, but all of them by, by different women. Fourteen to eighteen. He got about that many. Fourteen or eighteen. And I've only met three. Any of them twins or no, no, solo. And it, it, I met his daughter at my, my mother's uh, bedside. And uh, the little, I, I was in the hospital, and uh, the lady was in the chair, so I was being in the hospital. Thank you for coming. I don't know who you are. You know, you, you appreciate you stopping by to see my mother. You know, I appreciate you looking in. And she told me who she was, and she said, this is your niece. I said, huh? <laughs> she, was, she was reading already. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was by that nephew that has all the kids out there. I said, huh? 
She said, yeah, this is, this is your nephew's baby here. This is his daughter. She's like six years old. And I go, hey, baby. <laughs> I don't even remember her name. This is just, it's just a shock. <laughs> the, 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 the child's name or the mother's name. I don't remember neither one of them. I'm going to hold the child. Oh my God, that is funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is absolutely sad, man. That, that uh, we are all over the place like this and don't seem to care about wanting to, wanting to meet our family. It ain't our fault, per se. But once you get to a certain age, you should try to uh, at least say hello to your family members. Because you got kids that are gonna go off to college. They gonna meet somebody. They ain't gonna tell you, hey, mom, I met this girl over here or this guy over here. They gonna surprise you. And then they're gonna bring them home to the family reunion. It's, it's their family reunion and, and your child's family reunion. It's the same thing. You know? And uh, you talking about choking. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, man. It's too late. Let me tell you how I'm doing it over here. Okay. Because one thing I've learned, and you're absolutely right about family, it is so important to know where you're from and to know your people. And I learned that when my husband got sick, you know, with his kidney disease and genetics and even transplanting, not just receiving a transplant, but just you need to know your three, just even for medical reasons, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because we have stuff and we don't even know, like, what you're supposed to eat or, you know, soil you're supposed to. I mean, all that stuff matters with your ethnicity. So I kind of um, agree with um, probably 60% of the arranged marriage thing to me. I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, that little 13-year-old girl in male doctors, you know, whoever, we we'll talk about that, but, you know, families coming together and, you know, making sure that it's a good, you know, a good match and that yeah. values are the same and, and nobody got no X and O, I mean, X and L chromosomes, something mm -hmm. like that. I'm just saying, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, it's nothing wrong with that saying that that's an issue, but if you you should just you know know what's your bloodline is going to be um, headed for. I mean, it matters. Right. I got this one cousin I just met. And she's from the, uh, she's a Caucasian lady, and she's she's got the royal diseases. Because you know the royals in in Europe they inbred because they wanted to keep the money in the family. So she's part of the inbred uh, royalties from Europe, and she she tracked herself back, and she got all these these elders with her body, and she's like, I don't know, I don't know, but that inbreed they did it messed me up. We don't think about the things. I mean, marriage, I mean, love is great, and you know, all that stuff has kids, but you have to plan way more than you do like somebody you gotta think further down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no joke. I mean, you can't be mixing, you know, what was it? Well, actually, my daughter was right here. It was a question to show about breeding dogs. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's why these dogs play me, you know, going off and turning on the owners and sometimes they breed them and and you know they don't just yeah. maybe it's missing. Like you don't have a full, you know, bloodline. You're probably gonna have diseases or something that you that you really don't mm -hmm. know how to take care of. I mean, you got seven different things, and you're missing seven different things. And you're missing, which one do you, you know
Yeah, that's amazing. Because I, I just I just think it's sad, man. We we just need to find each other. You know, today's technology, I think everybody should before they get married or before they start a serious relationship, <laughs> they should go ahead and do that DNA. Because I'm here to tell you. Is it? Yeah, it should. It should. I am I am at a point. This is it might sound strange to you, but I am at a point where <clears throat> I think that all families should have their own uh, marking on their child. Everybody in this Harris family get the same marking. You know, all the Harrises got this. So if you go on down the line and marry somebody else, you still got to keep that marking. Mm-hmm. When you're born, they just put, put a put a, 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 a star or something on your left shoulder. Everybody has the same star on the same left shoulder. You know what I mean? Right. Just like a just like a birthmark, you know, uh, not a birthmark, but a, a, a vaccination. And everybody got that right. You you'd vaccinate it, so you should be identifiable to this right. next person. Because there ain't nothing like having a little big head child, and you wonder what happened with little Johnny. Little Johnny is right. your, you know your first cousin, second cousin, son. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thought about that back then. If we were like, you said, your couple had 18 kids. Right. You know, and I think all of them are awesome. I bet you. We're the ones we have in the best children, no issues, no nothing. You're right. But yeah, I feel you. I mean, like I said, we are all over the place. It's not our fault. And I think that we don't know anything different. So I think it's, you know, we don't know what to expect. And once I'm up to the side, most of us don't show what it's comfortable. Mm hmm. But we got to get out of that though because we have to come together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even just for health. Yeah. Just for our health, at least. Yeah. It's 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 sad. It's sad. I just yeah. I just I'm going holy cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, where were you? Um, they like you said you had your family was uh Europe, but where is your African? Is it Nigeria, right? Yeah, I'm Nigerian. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so um, I think I was seventy three percent Nigerian, and um, part of the evening. I think I got an email with some updates, but um, but I saw um, and I don't know if you've ever had any blood examples. My husband's kidney disease came from. The fact that he, like in West Africa, they have this genetic, um, they have this gene. Uh-huh. And so this uh, gene is supposed to protect you against the deadly wasp over there against us. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's called a sleepy wasp, actually. And so when black people get sleep apnea, uh-huh. don't start snoring, you know, black folks will snore. So when you start snoring, literally, that is the onset, you know, most of the time of. Disease on the horizon, and it's called FSGS. Forget <coughs> it. FSGS. Yes, only black people get it, and it's from the APOL one gene. Wow, well, they got me at um, uh, forty-two point two percent of Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, I want to get there. So where are we going? 
<laughs> you know, I wanted to do a track. I'm fully retired. I uh, I just retired in 2022, 20, really. Wow. And uh, yeah. I retired three times. So that means that you're not retired. I already knew when you said it that you weren't, you're not going to be done. No, I, I can't just sit. <clears throat> Sitting kills you quicker than anything. And uh and I thought of and I thought of uh trying to contact as many people in Africa as I can and start from the west coast and work my way all the way over to the east coast on a vacation. Ooh, that would be wonderful. I might have to do it in a year, but then what I want to do is to have contacts from the west coast. And tell the next person in the next part of the West Coast I'm coming over there because I just left Billy, and have Billy be the translator with me. And I tell Billy I'm gonna pay you all the way through, pay him a couple thousand dollars or whatever, just to be the translator. And we go from West Africa to East Africa. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, Yeah, certain certain parts of Africa speak French. Liberia speaks English. They were the ones that they they, they sent back the uh, when when uh, they were sending the slaves back. They sent them back to uh, Liberia. Wow! But they was taken from all over the place of Africa. But they just put them in Liberia. So those 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 that country speaks majority of English. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I met a couple of African guys when I was cutting hair, but uh, we didn't get in, we didn't get into the uh, Africa. I had one guy ask me, uh, "What did I know about Africa?" I said, "All I've seen, the only thing I know about Africa is what they showed me on TV." That's sad. Yeah. And that's something they say about us too—they see New York, the, the good side, and you know, LA, and yeah. That's what I was told. I, I, I had no idea that that is what their view of the United States was. So they were playing us both, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and they're like, wait a minute. Where did, you know, this don't look like it was, you know, was on the paper, mm. you know, on the, on the commercial. It's ain't on the board, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is something. <clears throat> 
but I'm definitely going to get there. Um, I'm going to get there, and I, I was telling my husband, you know, I'm a big thinker, and um, one thing I would love to do, and I'm going to figure it out, and you're probably going to help me because I know about you now. <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't even know we're having a conversation, but what I want to do is have something that is like a homecoming. Uh-huh. And what I envision is, there's a purpose in this, so a whole bunch of cruise ships, whatever it takes, black people from all over, you know, African American, and we get our books on that water, and we go to Africa, and reverse it, reverse, you know, how that they came here, yeah. and, time. and then once we arrive in Africa, I just have this, every time I think about it, I just get chill. I just feel like we need to just have a lot of numbers, and we all just go and connect, and just love on each other, and I'm talking about royal Caribbean, whatever shit we get. Look, just some vessels, got I know that. <laughs> you know, I, I have never seen a cruise ship landing up. Well, ever. There has never been a commercial, let's tour Africa. No. Maybe there's some in Europe. But there's none here in the States that goes to Africa. They go to Alaska, but they don't go to Africa. That's a good point. I know you got me Googling that. They ain't got no cruise. But, you know, they want they want us to think that Africa is like the, the commercials. We got to give the money and mm-hmm. you know, the kids on there. And it's sad because that's literally what I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But it's beautiful there. Yeah. somebody to, to to show me around. Yeah, you will. I, I know some people there. I, you know, it's crazy because I met some, I have four people that I know from Nigeria, and they were Uber drivers, I swear. Mm. And I tell you, like, we just hit it off so good on the way, and then we kept the touch, and, they, and they're like, um, so their family is there, and they go back, and, and I always get invites, and I can trust them, and they're good people. Um, 
but I just haven't been there yet since my husband's gotten sick. We can't really travel until he gets a transplant. You know, we don't want to come to Africa. Mm. So we don't have to put off on that, but I, I definitely want to do something like that and have it really big. Wow. Oh, when I did my DNA, I found out that I was a prince. Okay. I don't see boys that come into America like this. Uh, if you're a prince, then you get some of that. Uh, Royalty money? No. Yeah. No. I get the royalty. King. Uh, King Ramesses the third is my however many times granddad. Yeah. I'll send you, I got your number. I'll send you that I'll send you that uh, right up they gave me on my twenty three and me. I'm gonna get on there tonight and see if I'm a princess or something. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a direct uh lineage to uh King Ramesses the third. Wow. And I met this guy on here that says, Man, I can take you your DNA all the way back to before Jesus was born. Oh, like what? Uh, wait a minute. What? <laughs> he's been doing this for 30, he said he's been doing it for 30 years. And I'm related to Muhammad Ali, fourth cousin. Wow. We share the same great, uh, uh, same great grandparents. Yep. I love Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. I love him. Oh my gosh, I, mean, I missed the old, you know, back in the day we had the strength and just, you know, it was just a totally different environment back then. But, uh, people. Mm -hmm. but look at that, though. Yeah. So do you have any personality traits um, like um, King? You know, this guy that you've met? Well. I'm like, I'm a beggar. My cousin, during this time, uh, you do. Well, what what uh, my uh, just in case you didn't notice, King Ramesses the Third built the biggest uh, uh, tomb in Egypt. Right, he was a, he was a he was a construction engineer man. My father, who who is the side I'm related to, gives me the king the, uh, the, the prince status. Was the uh, was a construction engineer, and his his work still stands in South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. And <laughs> now here's the key with my dad. My dad could drive anywhere he wanted to go. My dad had a job ever since I've known him, and my dad couldn't read and write. Wow! And he owned business, and he taught. He had, he had uh, up to seven employees that that he never wrote down their time when they came to work. He because he can't write. He just know when he picked you up and when he dropped you off at the end of the week. He sit there with you and say, I, "I picked you up at this time. We got home this time." This is how much I owe you, and he never underpaid anybody. You could not beat him in math. Couldn't do that. But he couldn't he couldn't pick my name out for $10 million. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's power, though. Gosh. Yeah. 
brain power that that takes. I see why he, but you know, those are the ones that, I mean, my grandfather, he's third grade education and he owns his own business. And I mean, he did really good for himself. And, you know, even with me, I have a, a hearing um, issue. I can't hear, I have a uh, 50% hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And, and I have some um, struggles too with some other stuff. And I was a lawyer, and she told me that I hated school. And when I tell you, I got, it was so bad. I wrote Rick Green's Super Freak. That, I wrote the lyric for uh, all that song for my final paper in high school. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did not care. But if you're kidding, I got an A. Uh-uh. <laughs> I kid you not. I just didn't like school. I hated it, but and I understand why now I hated it because it's, it's the stuff that they teach is stupid. It's beyond stupid. You should not. This this is me. This is just me. You should not graduate school and not have a job, and it shouldn't be the military. Right. I begged my mother to let me quit school in eighth grade. No, son, you need your diploma. You gotta have, nobody has ever asked me to show them that they have diploma. Never. Oh my God. Ever. Right. <laughs> so all they got, all they ask is, are you a high school graduate on the application? If you want to say yeah, cool. Right. They'll never check. <laughs> this propaganda. You're so right. Fractions and all that. You ain't doing no fractions to balance your bank account or get your credit up. Or no, you ain't. So, so you, it's like, you should. I, um, I, I, I have a math issue. My father was a genius of math. I am the idiot of math, right? I had to take algebra twice in college, and I called it the instructor and told him if I pass this class, I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? I used to hate math. I've never been good in math. And but I'm gonna tell you, this was so funny to me because when I was with an old college friend and this is like 15 years I graduated. And she said, you know, were you so good in math? I said, what are you talking about? She said, you used to be so good. You remember that? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I don't remember, but I don't like math, but I do like I understand more the last behind it, and I think that's what was missing. Guys that graduated college, and yeah, I had to take trig. I'm like, you still you? no. I'm like, why do you know why you had to stress your brain out like that? And you ain't gonna use something exactly. It's so stupid. And but you know, I'm honest with my children, and I wish my mother had been honest with me because I literally thought that I was just gonna be a failure and a bum and all this if I did not get straight A's in school. And it was very stressful. Mm. Um, but honestly, um, I didn't understand the stuff. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I didn't do good. You know, I, if I couldn't hear, nobody knew I couldn't hear and I was struggling. Mm -hmm. But what I tell my children is, is that, look, I get it. This is extremely stupid, but you have to do it because you have to get that degree in order to move on and do what you want to do. Yeah. You do the stupidness, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to use it, but you just have to learn it because you just have to. Because that's what you got to do because you, you know, here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that helps. They're really good because they thought that they were going to get out in the world and didn't have to do practice and high charts and <laughs> all this stuff and they were going to be lost. And mm -hmm. I said, heck no. I say no. They, um, and, I, and I'm, really, I'm heavily involved in their education, too. Um, yeah. I, you know, I want to keep them engaged, and I don't play. Mm -hmm. I'm them doing stuff. My daughter came home last week talking about they, they about to skin a cat. Mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. yeah. They skin a the cat, and they're not going to dissect it. And it's just like, what, the, what in the dumber hell is going on here? I don't, I don't get it. You know, I didn't, I didn't take biology because I had already killed their South Carolina and ate it. So, <laughs> we raised uh, chickens, turkey. We had a cow. Uh, went, on the, went the rabbit on the road when she went. And she came back, there was a rabbit. We ate the rabbit for dinner. Uh, if, if it was the right season, we raccoon, right? So when I when I was going through the ninth grade, huh? No, I thought you meant literally when you said it, I ate, you know, I ate them all. I was like, oh my god, it, it didn't come out right. But I see what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah, because we, you know, the skin of cat, you know, they was they was the kids was like, oh, we got to dissect the pig. I'm like, I did that when I. Yeah, killed the pig at ten. You know, you now you just now dissecting one and we're in the ninth grade. Hell is. You know what I mean? I did that at ten. Wow. So I was really bored in school with the curriculum. <clears throat> because uh it didn't serve me a valuable purpose for now. Because I couldn't leave school in the ninth grade and go down to the to the to the uh grocery store and say, Okay, I want a job because I'm in the ninth grade. <laughs> you know, I had no work skills. Exactly. exactly. And nobody has any work skills, which is stupid. I think every school should be paired with a business. Oh, gosh, yes. Gosh, yes. And, and that's one of what well, that is the ultimate goal and why I'm doing this. I'm passionate about that. And I'm, that's why I'm excited to be in the education realm because you have to have people who are educating you, but also know that. I don't believe in, I mean, student education, but I don't believe that a student should always be a student. It's okay to express, you know, and ask questions, you kind of challenge, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it kind of, you know, you can also kind of flip it a little bit, mm -hmm. it so that they're, you know, looking at the other side of it as well. You're right. Because if I don't know what they right. Somebody there, and, you know, you should be able to have a healthy conversation. To, you know, mm -hmm. that's what it's about to me. Yeah, yeah. I look at it. <clears throat> if you want to have a, a a strong a strong town where people don't have crime, because I, I I'm a formerly the believer of uh, the crime rate is because of the lack of interest in high school. Yeah. 
you 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 put me in a history class telling me about 1745 and i know when i leave here i, I might have to go to the grocery store and ask for uh some credit because mama ain't got no money you know what i mean right and i you want me to be engaged in this and i can't get a job with it i can't feed my family with it but you can fail me in life if i fail this school or this class now now i got to be outcast because i'm a bum i couldn't pass a history class you don't give me a grade i don't agree i participated give me a p give me a p just put it on there with p willie always get a p because he'll give you the answer to anything <coughs> so excuse me so i don't understand how the school system don't realize johnny can get sally pregnant and Johnny ain't got a job and Sally ain't got a job because they both in the same stupid school learning nothing that's going to employ them. Exactly. And then stressing about it. And then stressing about it. If, right. if you don't get a, you don't get a passing grade, you're going to, you're going to be back in the ninth grade to your 20. I had a friend that graduated at 21. He had to kick him out. He still didn't get his degree. See, hell nah. See that type of stuff. And that's why I don't need to be in the school because <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm so happy because I like. I'm gonna tell you, it's traumatizing. As I used to dread the smell of school when I would have to take my kids to school in elementary. Uh huh. I used to hate it. It was traumatizing. I don't ever remember being happy. Mm. And I just remember, you know, my mom. She just for the books. Mm. Say again. Have you ever heard of the book Huckleberry Finn? Yeah. So that was that book is a book that, that I had to read, and I was an excellent reader. I can read, but if it's boring, I can say it and read it. But I'm not going to tell you what it said. You know, I can't tell you what it was about, but I read it. I know how to read, but this was stupid, and I didn't retain it, and I didn't like it. I just did not like the book, so I just I didn't want to read it. Mm -hmm. so my and I wanted to be a journalist, and my teacher told me that if I couldn't appreciate. The literary Mark Twain, Twain that would ever be a journalist or anything dealing with the literary or English. And before I knew it, I mean, I just got big ass. Man, after the very first I was like, gosh, it was cool. But to this day, though, I still feel the same way. Well, I think Shakespeare was my dumb book. <laughs> I'm saying, who talk like this? <laughs> This is my thought. I said, Mom, if I learned how to drive the bulldozer over the summer, 
I can get $20 an hour because they're working over there on 49 and they're going to widen it. So I have a job. But I didn't know you couldn't work continuing to succeed. But I'm here to tell you, man, I was I was one of the most bored persons in school you could ever shake a stick at. And it was it was all because of the curriculum. Yes. Every I'm gonna go ninety five percent of the school systems have a ROTC program. They don't have vocational. They don't have. You said they don't. You're right. Huh? We had ROTC in Detroit. Yeah, 95% of the schools do have a ROTC. Yeah, they do have, but they don't have a vocational training where you got an apprenticeship certificate after graduation. Exactly. Yes. But and that is what people, and that's what everybody wants now. Degrees are being phased out. They want to know, can you do this job? That's it. That's it. Just putting out that, just because this is your boy, and I feel so passionate about the project, you know, because it's like nobody really understands this. And, you know, you can't do this. Oh, you got a degree, so you can do this. Oh, this is a, this is a, a, a trade. It's, this is a skill. Right. Y'all can't come in at the top of the chain and then don't know anything about the bottom. And that's a problem. Right, so right. That's why I call myself a goat because it's like I've put in the work and I've been on every link of the chain. Mm. I'm not going to be hollering no people from Harvard and all this. Oh, if you could do the job, that's it. my nerve. That's it. That's it. I don't care about a college degree. I told many. I taught a professor in uh, beauty school, and I told her she was going to fail because of her attitude. She thought, cause since she was a Norfolk State professor, that that uh, I supposed to treat her differently. And I, I'm like, no, you you are not cutting the mustard as a hairstylist. I don't care what you are. <laughs> no, I almost choked the dude. <laughs> Little young twenty year old, cause his father was a barber. He thought he got the genetics, so he his father passed it down to him. So it caused. He can only listen because my daddy is a barber. Well, your daddy didn't teach you nothing. That's why you're here in school. You know what I mean? Oh my God. You yeah. never yeah. seen Major Payne? That's you. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I ain't here to play. I'm gonna be though, shoot. You know, I don't give a care who you came from. Can you do this right here and right now? Right here and right now. That's right. That's right. You better humble yourself and learn and listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> shoot. Uh -uh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's change it though. It, it's coming. Um, it's, it's going to be a change soon. Things are starting to turn around. We just have to really get not worry about the, the minor things, not the big things. Like if we can get to the top, get to the house, change these policies, and you know, lobby and get things that actually work for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. You know, I I, I listen to Elon Musk. And the dude said, he said, uh, I'm going to surmise it. He said, uh, you really don't need a high school diploma or a college degree. You know, he don't have a college degree. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he don't have a college degree and he's launching missiles, not missiles, rockets. Right, in Mars. He's creating life on Mars, like really selling tickets to Mars. Yeah. 
Yeah, he can he can he can launch a rocket, and he don't have a college degree, and people listen to him because he knows what he's talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So he says, <clears throat> you "Don't need a high school diploma or a college degree because you can learn anything and everything online for free." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he said he also says, in the next maybe twenty years, the American. Everybody in the world basically is going to need uh, some form of a, a food stamp program because AI is going to take over everything. Wow, you know, it's two, three weeks ago, he said, uh, within the next three months, we will be able to see the uh, benefits of the implant that we put in there. Because he's gonna, what it does, if you have a broken spine, it will heal your spine. You have a messed up liver, it'll heal your liver. You have a, a, a kidney issue, you, it'll heal your kidney. Oh, look this up, okay, you know Yeah. And, it's, and I, I spoke with a doctor at the VA that told me about this futuristic thing that the VA was working on, where they lay you on the stuff on the table and they, they, they scan your body to see what was wrong with it. Then they put this uh, program in there to uh, correct your body. And then they scan it. If you was missing a bone, it's now you got the bone. You had paralyzation, now you can walk. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I mean, hey, honestly, you know, I love I love people like that, the innovators, the people who just actually do it and have the means to because, um, I, like I said, I, I love Elon and, and Kate and all of them. And I, I read this paper they wrote back in 2012, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to send it to you, you guys, your information. Literally, they told the house what is going to happen right now and why we should be afraid. Everything they said was going to happen, happened now. But they're against this by just nature. Wow. And, and, and you know, 
he is doing amazing things and he's right. Metaphor living is not hard. Living a long life is not hard. The hard is getting people to actually treat you and not be concerned about money and politics and and it's first just the voting. Keeping up with all these fields and stuff. Right. The nature and like really care and want people to live and we will live, you know, like we're supposed to. Mm. Shoot. I don't know if I want the chip. I don't know if I want to live live to be like a hundred and ten because you got no hundred and ten year old friends. But if they all got a chip down we <laughs> <laughs> But you know what, Doc? And see us now. Hey, let me get your SIM card. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take this test. You look smarter than me. I gotta, let me get that SIM card. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing, man. That's awesome. Gosh, I need to do that. I need to look into that. No, but did you hear about, um, what is his name here? I love him too. Gosh, I can't think. What's the dude here? The millionaire. No, the millionaire. He owns the Mavericks. Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Mark Cuban. Yes, him. He is amazing. I don't know if you've heard, but somebody did this. He has a whole. He did up. He just built a whole pharmaceutical firm, and what he's doing is he is having the he owns the manufacturing, he owns the uh, distribution, and he owns the retail. And so, because he has full ownership of the supply chain, he's able to control the cost. And literally, medicine is eight thousand dollars. Remember those EPPs and all that stuff they was talking about that? Like literally, his costs are a fraction everything. Mm-hmm. The same thing, but when you take money, like when you have full ownership and you have a purpose and people who actually care about what they're doing, mm-hmm. then that's why he's able to get the prices down so low. But the thing is, is that they're low, but now you got to deal with the policies of the government and the red tape, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the government, man, it's, it's, I was in the Navy all the years, and every, every October is the end of the fiscal year, right? So if you had if you had like a hundred thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars left at the physical year, then next year you get three hundred thousand dollars left, less. Mm. Yeah. So you had to spend up all of that money in order to keep going on at that at that money rate. Because <clears throat> if you were to say we didn't need but a hundred thousand, then the next year's budget is going to be a hundred thousand. And you, mm. and you won't get three hundred thousand. So every every uh, August and September, we used to just deplete our budget. <laughs> you know what? I, I love you. This, this is just amazing. You have no idea. So when you say the budget, so you just give anybody a contract, right? Yeah. No, we had to buy stuff for the division. Whatever you need. All through the year, we was we was. Any pension. So now they was making sure they can they can keep things on track, right? And then at the then August and September roll around, and you still got a whole bunch of money. That's when we spend. Right. They go back on other types of I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's actually that's the question right there because you should be you know planning at it. You know every month having a budget to meet that yearly goal, and and I said that I love you because that's actually what I'm doing as well. I think I'm getting. My business is going to go in the government space. I'm learning about the 
you know, talking and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's for the exact reason you just said, what happens with contracts, I'm sure you probably know this as well. Um, you know, I, think, I forget what the percentage is, but you have to spend a certain amount with minority. Yeah. Right. So when they do the same thing, we're just talking about January, September 28th, then, you know, Penny Pension and not really worried about it. Mm-hmm. In the year, they're going to put all that money they give it to these vendors who they don't even care. They've got to get rid of it. And they say they know how to do it. They do it. And it's probably nothing needs to be done, really. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a scam, but it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's very lucrative. Very mm-hmm. lucrative. Just gotta have the right help and uh, go from there. Yeah. As long as you can keep yourself legal with the government for uh, for uh, dealings, you can you can keep a you can keep a contract. As long what as the, mean by that? that means uh, long as you ain't a problem, like you late, mm-hmm. you ain't meeting the objectives. We always got to talk to you. You raising your raising your prices and whatnot. Every every time we order something, it's a different price. No, you you keep wow. you keep your you keep yourself uh, uh, regulated and on time and on point. You 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 get that contract and you'll be absolutely amazed. It's a win win situation, right? Yeah. Right. You know, it's nonsense. You can just do what you. That's right. That's right. That's how they work. That's how they work. They'll let you come on there and prove yourself. And once you prove yourself, you got a job. They'll get you. Right. And that's why people are so important. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got all of your family members right there in Texas. I'll send you my map and let you see see what, what family we got out there. But it, it's a, it's amazing. It's just amazing, man. It really is. And we have we have the you know, it's so much. It's I'm not gonna say I don't you know, these are the US, you know, we're here, gotta deal with it, you know. Mm-hmm. We can make this work. Um, but I would love to see some type of integration with our, you know, country. It's we there's no reason why we shouldn't have a trade back and forth with, you know, and, and we possibly from it. Right. You know, and like everyone else does with their resources, we're the only we're the only continent, you know, in Africa is the only place that does not reap the benefits of the community is the the uh, leader, the you know, one of the you know, that they put the money a lot of people suffer. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no supply with all the natural resources there that no one should be having any issues with money. Like uh, five. Yeah, like uh I saw I saw a guy from uh Dubai talking to a guy from Africa. He says Dubai does not have any oil. Dubai don't have gold, silver, and all of this other stuff. What Dubai has is a non-corrupt government. What your country, you told the African guy, what your country have is a corrupt government. Change the government, everybody will prosper. He's like, we don't have the same problems you have because we got a great government. That's the same thing Steve Harvey said. And it, and it shows. And they don't brag about it. No. You know, oh, this is the greatest place on earth. I, I believe that about the U.S. You know, I mean, that's subjective, clearly. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like they put it in your head and you think like everyone else is just like second, third, fourth world. But there's some beautiful places out here. And 
the bias in one of them, I mean, they're rich in their culture into how they speak to each other, the love, the, it's gorgeous. And it's just. I wish I had kept in contact with, uh, I met a Saudi prince when I was in Thailand back in 84, 85. And uh, <clears throat> I just shrugged my shoulders when my girlfriend told me he's a prince. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed because, you know, he was just, he was at the same bar I was at. So he's a prince, okay. Now if I see him again, I say I'm a prince too. <laughs> but he got the he got the real money. I just got the title. But it is it is a joy to speak to people that, that is your family that you never knew existed, man. And it, and it is absolutely sad that we don't know each other uh, right around the corner. Yeah. And, and my dad's people live right around the corner from me. I just found out about two years ago that my my dad's two brothers married two sisters. What? I didn't know they were sisters. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just they was just there. We're not close. My father's folks are not close. We know each other, but we won't see each other. I haven't ate at any of my uncle's house on my father's side. I never ate at his sister's house. She lives two and a half miles away from me. Uh his other sister lived about fifteen miles away and never ate at her house. We've brought food to the house. They've came down to our house and they ate. But we've never gone to their house and ate. We don't hang out at their house. They they would only come down to our house. And my dad was so he was so mad, mean to his own sisters because he didn't like the men they had in their life. And uh I took that from him. Because my sisters they 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 hate me because I'm so mean too. And I'm it, yeah, yeah, I love him, but but I look at him like you made the wrong choice there. <laughs> you got to be honest with them. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they all are right. But they don't know. Mm-hmm. They know. But, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I'm not talking. It's just, just one of those things. We got to get together and make sure that we can prosper, if not as a whole family, the pieces that are around you prosper. You know, because it's, it's just sad. It's just sad. We, we, each other first. I think that's the big thing first is learning to trust each other. I think, you know, it's such a the media plays us, and then, you know, we play against each other. And we, we do have an issue to climb amongst each other, but you know, I'm not the subject, and that's an argument I will go with and win because it, it's certain things, like it says, environment. Right. 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 You know, it's that, but. Um, we have to learn to trust each other and like know that we're royalty and we're beautiful and we're, we're worthy of it. And it's enough for everyone. It's it's, it's enough for everyone out here for we have to learn to trust each other. And I think that's what we don't do. We always come in and think that someone has 
an agenda. Mm-hmm. And we just not used to seeing black faces, you know, with working us if we able to help our people. So that's just a culture shock. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, if we get that down, we'd be a bad people. They, we can do it. Yeah. We can, we can do it. Just get people together. Get know? your family together. If you go see how many you got. You probably got somewhere within a 10 hour period. Let me know. Yeah, I bet you. I was working on this project, and honestly, so much of my And that it didn't business, man. That uh they didn't even take the business up. I'm like, man, dad's reputation alone. We got you every day. I used to work with TV Harris. You got the job. They didn't want to go to work. It just, it just, they just died out. They would get pieces of job. You know, somebody wants, you know. Right. And it's sad. It's sad, man. It, it, it really is. I mean, it's, and I'm watching it right now. I'm I mean, it, it's sad. My grandfather worked his blood off. I mean, he had a truck, and it was days that my uncle would be in there, you know. Mm-hmm.
and just don't care. But because you don't care, it leaves something here too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, matters because mm -hmm. people is, is I don't understand them. Man. I just look at them. Go, you know, you need a job, you need a skill, but you have the wrong bad attitude. Yep, I want to learn. Don't learn. I have never met so many people that wanted to party. I got, a, I got a nephew. He, he, he'd rather go out to the club and be with his boys and pay his light bill. I'm going. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up, dude! Dude, you got a light bill. You going to pay? You going to party? And you calling me for six thousand to pay your light bill? And you just bought an outfit? Mm -hmm. Huh? Don't work like that. Yeah, he, yeah, he got he got a uh, girlfriend and uh, two kids in the house. And I'm going, you don't party when you got that. You, you yeah, yeah, forty years old. He's the nephew that lost his parents at, at a young age. He lost his parents when he was ten months old. They both died in the car accident, same car accident. And so, no, you don't have to give a break. No, no, no. Okay, your parents died. Okay, you still gotta eat. You still gotta have self. No, I did. I did. Okay, your parents died. Okay, sorry. Now you gotta get your ass up and get a job. That's that's my compassion. No, sorry, your folks died. I, I tell you, I tell you, daddy was a piece of crap. Hey, you you don't even know him, and you got some of his traits. I tell you that. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, 
Elon Musk alone can uh, end poverty in the in the world. Give everybody a million dollars, and he's still the richest man in the world. I mean, you know, to think what you just said, like, just the thought of that. I mean, I just can't imagine being where he is and being able to do that. Yeah. Literally, he can do that. He, this is, if he gives away $100 million, it's a write-off. Mm -hmm. So I would give away a billion every year to write it off and just build an Elon neighborhood. I think I'm gonna write him in, on 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 Twitter and, and tell him Twitter. 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 Is Twitter? It ain't. It ain't. I'm a country guy. Twitter. No. <laughs> Is Twitter or Twitter? I think I write him and tell him I would like to like to be his uh his uh coordinator for development of his towns that he want to have around the world. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you have to, you know, the thing is, we don't ask. If you don't ask, you will never know. And never know. People need people just because we're not, you can't be intimidated by folks. Everybody needs somebody to want to make the, their dream and their idea come true. That's so, right. That's right. So, you know, I'm going to, you know, Twitter and everything. <laughs> Twitter. That's the Twitter moment. <laughs> tweet that. Tweet that. Tweet that. But you curse people in the Navy. I'm like, dude, I ain't got time to babysit you. Get your head out the ass and do the job. That's it. I'm hardcore. My dad never told me twice to do one thing. Ever. Once. You didn't babysit a lot. You never babysit a lot, did you? Huh? You didn't babysit a lot. I'm the baby of the family. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't babysit. I can tell. Yeah. Even with my nieces and nephews, I'm, I was... I remember vividly my favorite niece I got, my sister that I'm living with right now, her child. She was uh, three years old, four years old. And uh, she didn't do what I told her to do. And I got to cursing her like she was a grown person. And my mother said, damn, son, she's only four. I said, I don't give a, I said, do it. That's what they <laughs> want, do it. And it, you don't have options. She does not have options at four years old. I don't care. If you give a child options too young, they will assume that stuff throughout their life. Because I have options. No. I gotta ask you, what did she not do, please? I don't know what it was, but I told her to do either go in the room or, or pick something up and she just stood there and I got the cussing. What if she couldn't hear you? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, she had something going on with her ears. No, she had nothing going on with her ears. She heard me saying I was nice. <laughs> she just decided not to do it. You don't have options with me. Shit. <laughs> That's why I got all these phones in my purse right now. I put all these kids on punishment this week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got them all day. They self not messing, and I said, you know what? You're just not gonna go. Yeah. Tell them like you have to choose. I tell you, not because if you don't, I'm gonna get your ass straight. But it's not safe. Like you can, I can doubt someone. We all sit down and I tell you, come here and do something. Don't do it. Your life is going on, and you may not see something that I see. Right, right. Over here and do what I tell you to do. When I tell you to do it, you don't have a Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm very uh, strict. That's what I, I. Yeah, I feel. I put it on reverse. I, I, I reverse it. I said, if you was the uh, business owner and you had me as your employee, what would you expect from me? They tell me. I said, well, I'm the business owner. You are the employee. I expect the same thing from you. Mm-hmm. I don't debate ever. You said late. I don't debate. Gotcha. We have no issue. I'm in charge. This is how it's going to go. This is part of your training. Do it. Right. I get you. That's it. You need to have on, um, something, a school or some type of. I couldn't have a school. I couldn't. I could not have a school because of the regulation. I'm. I'm just sorry. I, I ain't. Wait, because of the what? Regulation. You got a, You got your fifty. Fifty enroll. Forty eight gotta graduate. I know. 40 of them was sucking. But you know, though, here's the thing. We have to, because I feel you, it's, it's horrible and it does discourage you, but it's like we have to get in front of those laws because honestly, we think because these people, and I know you know this, we think because we see them honestly, like it's not difficult. You just need people. You, need, you, can't, you can't be just one. But these laws and regulations can be Right, right. Their background was horrible. I wouldn't even hire them when I was at Harvey's at 14. Mm-hmm. 
And the worst thing that I found, the worst thing I found out when I was in the military is, is you can give the wrong person authority and they will abuse it every time. That's true. Every time. I've seen it, I've seen it, and I've seen it, and I'm going, who put you in charge, dude? It's just stupid. It just, just don't make sense. Right. It's their own power struggle. It's the, you know, their little kid in college, you know, picked on, they just got to have a uniform. You know, they're always dealing with something. And it's like people who are picking people, they don't have the skill set to just, I can look at somebody and listen to what they say and how they do things and know what it's like, no. But they just hire these people and they're pushing us. They don't know the neighborhoods, you know, like that's people. So I have some people who live who know the neighborhood, who wants to do the job, ain't scared of everybody who, you know, got a little more than them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Can't do it. Wow, that is amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. We're on the same page. I think that's it. And I am here right now. I don't care how many no's I get. I'm going to press the issue because I know that it works. Mm-hmm. I have to have the right people and the right policies, and you know, everybody in accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. We definitely need to talk mm-hmm. again. Let me ask. Yeah, we're on podcast. We're live. Yeah, download my download Podbean. It's an app, and then go in there and look for uh, Santa Man as the host. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Send me a whole bunch of stuff saying you got like, all these people. Which you send it to? Mm-hmm. Call in because I would love to talk to them and let them be just as shocked 
real life shocked as I am. I didn't have several people and we just talk. And he goes, same stuff. We all deal with the same stuff. I don't know my people. Nobody ever told me about this. The job and nobody ever told me about this. And I, I got a list of family members that have been responding to me and they are on my phone. So I would call them up and say, you want to be on the air with me tonight or you can call in and uh, we can we can chat not on the phone, but we can chat on the computer. Well, you on the, your mic, my mic, and we doing the same thing. Right now, you're on the phone, and I got you through my mic. But everybody on my podcast can hear you. Yeah, I know you might call no people randomly in here thinking that you don't get a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do a Zoom call. I want to do a Zoom call with all the fourth, third, fourth family members because if you get to the third and fourth, you can get to the second and first because the, sec- the third and fourth are, are great, great nieces and nephews. So, I love that idea, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You catch people off guard. They don't have time to prepare. <laughs> they just, you know, say whatever. I'm just a little nervous. Like, you don't get, uh, like, I don't know if I'm saying this stuff. That's like, you know, it's real. It's uh-huh. real. 10, 9, yeah. 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.